0: What's up, folks? Welcome to episode four of the Redactive Podcast. This week is Damien Vanell, guitarist, actor, voiceover guy, and damned interesting cat. So let's get straight to it. This episode, Damien Vanell. Damien Vanel, thanks for coming. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. No worries. Yeah. You and I may as well be twins. <laughs> we look alike. Similar. <laughs> Similar for the people at home, yeah.
1: Yeah. Wink. I'm winking right now. Yeah, I do right. look alike.
0: Both musos. Yep. Um, and both into the healing arts.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's kind of intertwined throughout my career. Music obviously is—it's healing, as we all know—is what you do with it. Sound yeah. Therapy. Exactly. It's—it resonates. It makes you feel better. And if you're angry, it makes you feel sad. You know, if you need to release.
0: Well, it's any or, number of, of um. Yeah. Emotions. Yeah. And you can pick your song to. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And you can write about it, you know, like in a song. It's venting, isn't it? It is. It is very much venting. And
0: we all do a bit of that. Yeah, we do. And it's good to have that outlet.
1: Exactly. I I think over the years, it's been my only therapy um, that's actually worked. (laughs) I've, um, you know, I've tried many things. Obviously, the healing modality, they all work. They're all great. But, you know, at the end of the day, for me, if I'm not doing music, I tend to go a little bit stir crazy. Um.
0: Yeah. 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 I don't necessarily have to be mm. um playing it as long as I'm listening to it. Yep. You know. Yep. Involved in it somehow. Going to a concert or. Yeah. Definitely. In the car, whatever. Yeah. Reiki, and yep. Bowen therapy.
1: Yeah, Reiki, Bowen, a uh, bit of kinesiology. Chuck it in there as well. Um, they're all entwined, and they all have their own little energy modalities. Yeah, I guess yeah, you'd exactly. say, wouldn't you? As was music. Music is energy, and you know, um, I think they all work well together, you know, like yeah. combined, you know, a bit of this, a bit of that.
0: So music, let's go back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, guitar predominantly. Yeah. I, it's, it's also vivid. <laughs> I grew mm-hmm. up in uh
1: magazine court, you know, it's Dress Street. It's just behind Ballard East Bowling Club. Club yep. near yeah, Bradshaw. Yep. A music store opened up. In Barker Street, which is now Crossroads Music, Kevin Thompson, who's now in Skipton Street, he started there. God, it would have been twenty odd or more years ago.
0: I can't picture the store. Was it the, where? Was it where the hairdresser is now? Yeah, yeah.
1: On uh, that corner, just back from the roundabout. Um, it was a laundromat before, Oh, it turned into a laundromat or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, he opened up there. I was probably about fourteen, I think, at the time. Just um, gave away your age, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> In dog years. um, Yeah, I just had this inkling that I wanted to learn guitar because dad always had a guitar around, you know. And I, I picked I, it up. Your dad's a musician, yeah, yeah, he's he's more of a bricklayer. He's done bricklaying for 40 years and does a little bit of fiddling on guitar and all that stuff. So he always had a guitar around and you know, I'd pick it up. And I remember picking up my first chord book and just butchering the chords, you know. And then when I suggested to mum and dad that I'd really like to learn guitar, I went down to see Kev, um, and I was doing, having two, two lessons a week because I was so keen, and he was just like, oh, you just need to have one, mate, <laughs> you know, actually. Takes it takes a week s- to learn. Though. Yeah, exactly. You need to let it sink in, for, for God's sake. Just come back, you know, a week later. So he taught me the chords, and then I told my brother, like he showed my brother the chords, and he started learning from there as well. And it all changed when I heard well, my first one of my first tapes, uh was Steve Winwood <laughs> tape that <laughs> uh, bring me a higher love. And I was like, yeah, cool. And I drew all over the front cover with texture and all that. And then I heard Screaming Jets, uh, all for one. And my, I remember this vivid moment. I had my handheld cassette player, which is the, the thing the at boom the time. Box. Yeah. The They're back boom in, you know? Yeah. yeah. Jesus, look out. Um, and I was playing the Screaming Jets album and – and my brother stopped the tape angrily. Really he looked at me and said, Don't you know that's got swearing on it?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> your brother older or
1: younger? He's older. Yeah. He's older. Um, he's looking after his little bro. Yeah, exactly. And um, and then it was kind of like, you know, plateaued for a while. And then I heard uh, that old chestnut of vulgar display power, Pantera. Blew my socks off. I was like, How can music be that heavy? You know? Mm. And just inspired me to, you know. And then a couple of guys from school were just up the road.
0: You're a Damascus. Damascus. I was gonna say Matt Clear, but yeah,
1: no, we we would have been Well, it was some Martins in the Pines back then. Yeah. 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 So a couple of guys from school we started a band and we called it Peanut. <laughs> because I don't know why. It may be due to allergies or something like that. Um but yeah, that that passage, you know, from there was a couple of years and we formed a band and we we're in high school and mm. you know, and found mind-altering drugs and
0: started <laughs> Hello. creating music, you know. And then... So you and the Peanut and Damascus, that's that's mm. my connection yeah, loosely okay. through my wife, Anna. Of course. And she of course. dated Peanut's bass player, I believe. Yeah,
1: Jared, yeah. That's, yep. that's
0: and you all would have history. gone to school together.
1: We all did, yeah. Yep. We're all, I think, Anna might have been a year above it, but yep. that's another, anyway. another story. Yeah. But, yeah, we're all connected mm. to that. You know, it's, it's crazy. It's Ballarat. It's small. It is. But it's yeah. connected, you know. and I have a lot of fond memories here. I've got a lot of bad ones. But, you know, it's coming back after living in Melbourne for, you know, 10 or 15 years. Mm. I appreciate it a lot more because of the fond memories I've had through music and yeah. different places that I've been and uh, stores and all that stuff, you know. So, yeah, so it developed into Peanut. We, we went, he entered the Ballarat Battle of the Bands and at that time it was the was it La Piquetta? It was La Piquetta, but it was called, there was a bar where La Piquetta Publicity? is Publicity?
0: Publicity, yeah. That'd be the one.
1: Battle of the Bands there. Or it
0: might have been the Southern
1: Cross. Could have been. Mm. Yeah. A few name changes, That Yeah, one. it has. <laughs> and that's what, you know, it's funny about Ballarat, you come back every Everything once everything's
0: changed. Yep. Same, same, but different.
1: Yeah. So... We had, we played Battle of the Bands there. It was probably our f- second gig or maybe first gig. Um, we didn't know what we were doing, but we kind of started and finished at the same time, so it fooled everyone to think that we were. That's key. We were, you know, yeah. tight and whatever, and we won that. It was like we were all seventeen, sixteen kids. You know, yeah. we shouldn't have been in pubs, but back in the day, you could get away with anything. Oh, you
0: know, yeah. Well, I started playing yeah. sixteen, seventeen, playing in pubs. Yeah, that's what we did. No one cared
1: exactly now it's just like you know
0: yeah because
1: um we won that which was it was mind-blowing we were just like cool that's awesome so we won a spot in the melbourne uh victoria battle of the bands which is at luna park mm-hmm. so you got the likes of silver chair when they were like probably 13 or 14 uh magic dirt there was um the meanies as well all those old classic bands i think spider played as well it was just you know they were just put on but we played with a whole bunch of different bands and we won it <laughs> <laughs> and we were just astounded. You know, we were, we felt very lucky that we won, mm. but we didn't know what to, to do with ourselves, but we won recording time. Hence we recorded a a tape, like a cassette back in the day. Yep. For the young sold. kids. Yeah. Cassettes, you know, you could put a, Google a it. biro in there and you yeah, rewind it and all that stuff. Google it. Definitely. Um, yeah, we were recording some of that. And then we started playing gigs here and there. And then the band kind of folded um, just because we were young, you know? Yeah. And we had, we kind of, I guess we exhausted it, you know, that playful sort of teen, because we all
0: had different interests and, you know. Um, yeah, like musical, inter- like styles,
1: yeah yeah. 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 We all listened to, to different stuff, but a lot of personal interests as well. Mm. Um, but then that fateful, well, Getting back to the first Battle of the Bands is where I met my platonic life partner, Richard Hammond. Um, <laughs> he turned up to the um Battle of the Bands. Yeah. I didn't know who he was embarrassed. So, you know, I was just like, what? Um he came up and approached us afterwards and said, That was great, you guys want to play a gig with us. He was in a band called Without a Reason, which you
0: know. I know very well.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. War yep. well, war for short. Yep. So we played with those guys for a little probably two gigs and we weren't allowed to to be in the pub without adult supervision, but I think it was uh, probably the first Donny
0: I saw you guys. Yeah, it was at the Bridge Molly? Yeah, wow. Yeah, Don, Donny Disher let yeah, you in.
1: Donnie Disher, yeah, Donny Disher. Yeah, he let he let us yeah. in as well. And he, he, well, we got into some strife there because of one of our members um, called the pub a shithole, and he heard it and banned us from playing. <laughs> <laughs> Donny takes no prisoners. No, it's the ex-copper in him. Like. Exactly, and we were just like, well, "You're done." We kind of apologized and we got back in there somehow. But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, Peanut kind of folded and then Richie was in without a reason. We became really good friends. He's, mm. you know, probably two years older than me. Um, so I guess it's kind of like a mental thing. But this guy talked so fast that I just didn't. I'm just, doing just what's going on, but intelligent, you know, super smart cat. Yeah. He's now got a PhD. That'd you know, be right. so he's thrown yep. on his weight around and this, that, and the other. So we, um, yeah, we formed that friendship and then one day I was asked to join without a reason. I was like, I was all at 18. Um, my first time I met the singer, <laughs> Lee, Lee Wade, oh, skin. Skinner, as yep. he, he called, uh, was just like, oh, wow, this guy's, um, intense, staunch. The word for <laughs> it, yes, it was staunch yeah. and hard of gold, lovely, you know, but yeah. yeah, but that's another side of things. So I got the second tier kind of uh, well, I was so based. Mick
0: and Andre were st- and <clears throat> was still the core outfit, plus you, yeah, yeah. So I just
1: joined for an extra guitar, yeah, you know. And um, you look at those old photos and you think, yeah, spot the up on out, <laughs> it was me, <laughs> but it was a great experience because it was. It, was, it showed me the darker side of things, I guess. You know, you're a kid, you're fresh-faced, and you see they're just going, ah, cool, this is awesome. And then I got into a band with adults. Well, yeah. they sometimes
0: acted like adults.
1: And um, we, we had a good run with that band. We, uh, you know, played the Wild Art
0: House. Some wild nights with them.
1: Oh, definitely. I, I've got many memories of so, things I
0: can't repeat. I can't believe we didn't cross paths then it's strange what it? year was that, that did you join um it would have
1: been 97 98 99. Right. So yeah.
0: i was hanging out with them um pre you. Yeah. yeah yeah that would have been yep. when jamie
1: yeah yeah jamie ken yeah yep. that was all before me like you know, when yep. they released uh unjust and that's right yeah yeah um but i always looked at photos of you know, that Aaron went, wow, cool, you know, I wish yep. I was kind of a little bit older to, you know, understand what these guys went through personally, you know, in yep. the scene and together.
0: Sort of the end of the Bridgemallian era then. Yeah. 95 yeah. onwards was yep. like, mm. it was all over. That was when it, yeah, it was. And, um, and it made things a lot harder for yeah. original bands yeah. in Ballarat.
1: Definitely. Because I remember, and you'd remember too, like Camp Hotel, the Provincial, yep. um, the Bridge Mall Inn, you know, there was like three or four, maybe five different places for original bands to play yeah. and have a good time, you know, and support each other.
0: And, that... and even the the, the the pubs supported each other. Exactly. It was a great friendship between especially the camp and the, and the Bridge Mall Inn.
1: Exactly. Yeah, so that was me in that period from, you know, from 19 to 21, I think it was, and yep. then war sort of folded. Um. I had a hiatus from music for about six years.
0: I did ten. Yeah, wow. And how'd you cope? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of it, it wasn't like a mm. uh, um thing I did on purpose, it just sort of happened. That I met my first wife and yep. and, and, and just mm-hmm. family and yeah. um just it just didn't happen.
1: Yep. I can totally agree with that. Yep. It was kind of the same thing. It would just happen to me. It was just like yeah. all and it kind of faded a little bit in the end. Um, lifestyle choices and all that stuff yeah. with bands, you know. It,
0: yeah, well that's right. You I mean, you can't
1: yeah. well it's
0: hard, it's not impossible, really but you can't Yeah do both. No, exactly. Well, I couldn't anyway?
1: No. And, you can't maintain it forever no. every day of your life because no. it grinds you it's like everything, you know, yeah. you, you get into you it's a grind, you yeah. know, after a while. Um so yeah I had a, I don't know, I can't remember what I had did in those <laughs> six years, to be honest. <laughs> I think I lived a little bit, you know, just work, yeah, work yep. and, and all that stuff and friendship. And then, um, I eventually became friends with the guys from the Turnarounds, which were an old school band from Ballet, they played the Bridgie a little bit. Um, and I kind of knew some of the guys a little bit and then got in friends with them. And then they, uh, came to a point in their career, they were like, Well, we got to change their name because we've been threatened with a lawsuit or, or it was something similar to that there was another band called the Turnaround. so they decided to change their name and then I joined them it was kind of similar to the war situation I just joined the band a pre-existing band in a sense yep. but we wrote um more songs and it was it it flowed it was really you know it was it was good songwriting and that's not to say that was different any different than war um, it was just advanced you know and i went okay i learned a few tricks here and there recording and a good bunch of guys recorded a couple of demos and then that kind of faded as well you mm-hmm. know
0: so had you started acting by then
1: i started acting just after high school oh, all right so probably, from the yeah. yeah um a little bit before a or no it was I can't remember the timeline or all. Uh,
0: so are we talking um, school production type acting uh, on the stage, treating the boards no, as they there is say?
1: No, there's no theatre. <laughs> not an ounce of thespian in me. Um, well, a little bit, I guess. It's just waiting to come out.
0: <laughs> um, well, there's your next thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, but I met friends like, you know, there's guy Matt Jones, who I went to school with. He went to Mount St. Martins as well. And we started doing this stuff like, and you know, there, and then we branched out. And we're still doing stuff today. We're actually doing podcast stuff, Yeah. You know? So So, um, yeah, that that was a good, I guess, uh, addition to the creative side and outlet and stuff. I found another outlet, you know, because I knew that music wasn't going to just be the one.
0: Don't you, know? you find that? Like some, sometimes we, like I need more. Like, yeah. I can't just do music. No, I've got to exactly. always be creating something. Like it, it could yeah. be a sculptor, sculpt exactly
1: or... using your hands, yeah. you know, fixing, yeah. doing whatever, doing something. You know, I, I fell into a, um, a routine of butchering guitars, you know. When <laughs> I get them, I'd, I go, oh, you'd that... do the old
0: mod, would you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I
1: know. I still, you know, I, I, the last one I do was only a couple of years ago. You know, I just, like, I just don't yeah. like that color, and I strip it and stain it brown because <laughs> 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 I, I, I like the, you know, the texture and the, the feel of wood without. Yeah. So you've had a
0: bit of experience with that because you're at Gold Clark, yeah, Guitars yeah. yeah. You've done your research, yeah. <laughs> uh, Facebook helps, exactly. <laughs> Hi, Azio. Um,
1: yeah, I did, I gained employment at Cole Clark, which is a great company to work for, mm. uh, and uh, it was music again. I, I've just found that I, my career had kind of just has always revolved around music, mm. you know, um, starting at Crossroads Music and Kev, yep, um, when I was you know, just work experience, you know, work there. And then um I had a few stints in the Australia Post and kind of went postal. Uh Left there and, you know,
0: leading edge music in Bellerin yep.
1: before I got bought out and then um moved to Melbourne and then went back to Australia Post and then, um you know. But that's
0: the thing, isn't it? We have, mm, a lot of us have these fallback careers. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Lapping away at some menial job. Yeah. Well, so just so we can... Pay the bills and yeah. do the things we love. Because, you know, music doesn't really. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Not in this current state or no. under our
1: government because it is deemed a hobby. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which it really is. At the end of the day, if
1: you're in an original band, I always have conversations with people about it, you know, oh, why aren't you getting paid? It's like, well, you know, if you buy a good set of golf clubs and get and have a bash, do you expect money for that? You know, yeah. it's it's like that. It's 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 really, it's a hobby. It's a release and it's, you know. It's not the be an all and end all, but it helps make I've seen life. it happen.
0: Yeah. You'll be disappointed. Mm. You'll be bitter and old if you think you're gonna make it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Good luck, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's... all the best you might do, but exactly. As soon as you make peace with those, you know, physical <laughs> demons and say, Well, if I'm lucky, maybe, yeah. but if I'm happy enough doing it and when I look back at the the music that I've done over the years, you mm. know, like from from Peanut to War to um, Down River to DTI, which was um, the Turnaround's project, other project, um, to uh, Wilderness, which still exists. It's still myself. I was going to ask you if
0: that's still a thing.
1: Um, well, Wilderness has been around for quite... Man, it's probably probably about ten years now. Yep. We, just, we sat down the other day and got pretty drunk and l- listened to our legacy of music because we have we have enough material for a new album. So basically, we're gonna we've been chatting to and forth because we kind of oh well, we both had life things happen, you know. Mm. We all have life shit happen, you know. And I had some you know stuff happen, you know, and that's life. Um, Michi had stuff happen, and that's life. And we kind of. We had all this stuff ready maybe a year ago and well, the timing wasn't right, I mm. guess. Um, and now it is, I guess. Because, yep. like, I moved back to Ballarat and Richie's still here, but he's probably going to move soon. So. Oh, really? Yeah. But he's chasing, you know, his his rainbow and stuff like that. And that's – we've always said to each other, you know, and, and the other guys in the band, Tom and Shane, who have, you know, been great additions, that life comes first, you know, mm. in, in generally – more ways than one, it comes first and music, you know. If we could all sit around and just record all day, you know, we'd get bored and think we need some sort of meaning, you know. You need some sort of I guess identity aside from being a musician or an actor or whatever. Yeah, you know, you're the ID, the id, the I, or whatever you call it, you know. Um it's just it's been a fascinating journey when I sit down and think about it, you know, I'm like forty one you know, and going, what have I achieved with my life? You know, I sit there and think, shit, I've done that. But then I think, no, I I have achieved stuff. You've got got a a body of work? Yeah, there's a body of work and I'm super proud of it, you know. I wouldn't change anything the way anything happened, you know. So, um, and currently wilderness is scratching the itch for myself and Richie because we just like riffs and we just like Bash people with riffs. And... and I've got
0: to say some of those fucking riffs.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um we we pride ourselves on the finest riffs
0: <laughs> here at Wilderness. Um uh, so we... <laughs> can I can I tell you a quick story? Yeah. When you okay. guys first started, I had an argument with a mate. Mm. It's it's wild horns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's like, No, nah, I'm pretty sure it's it's wilderness in an, an yeah. ancient spelling. Exactly. And yeah. he had it. Yeah. Yeah. I did not. Yeah. Wild horns. <laughs>
1: A funny story behind that because like when we were thinking about what to call ourselves we messed around with a few ideas and i, I just mentioned our oh, wilderness but there's a band in canada called wilderness about the proper way um whatever and i said well why don't we kind of and i think it was richie who brought the idea of the anglo-saxon way of spelling it and we sort of sat there just briefly and said oh people are going to have trouble pronouncing that <laughs> and lo and behold we've been called the wild ones the wild wild yawns
0: wild, wild yawns
1: yeah. and we we've we got a funny anecdote on one of the back of our t-shirts with all the names that we've been called crossed out and then wilderness
0: down the bottom nice
1: so it's just spelt differently but it pronounced the same way yeah and it's kind of like heritage to you know to roots you know and ancestry and all that sort of stuff you know like you know it's yeah it was a great cathartic release for us both because we were in a great band called down river many years and we loved that music and a lot of the people just lap it up because it's big dumb stoner rock you know and we loved that stuff but we were kind of searching for a you know we we, we heard a monomath you know <laughs> halfway yep. to uh the, the um down river years and we we're like yeah we just want to add a little bit you know, a bit of grunt back in there you know so i think that's how Wilderness spawned. We're like we got these songs, but um, we're gonna add some big Cookie Monster vocals here and there, just backing it up and a bit, a lot of melody, and just put all of our influences that we love into a big pot and stirred it, and so was, it comes out. Eh? Yeah, and that was the end product, yep. you know. So, yeah, we kind of high for a bit, but we're kind of back on board. We we will record a new one, but um, that brings me to current. My current band, which I joined and play live with, was Encircling Sea, um, which I heard through a friend, Dave Byrne. I went, "Wow, that's pretty aggressive." And you know, like the lyrics, it was earthy, it was yeah, heritage based. You know, like being ancestry, ancestral roots. You know, and big, dark, scary music. Because you know, it took me about ten years to really understand neurosis, <laughs> and finally, I did. And went, ah, you know, um, and that's what it kind of reminded me of so i we've done some pretty amazing gigs over the last year and there are a great bunch of guys you know um we have a good time together so you know it's that that helps with playing yeah exactly you've got to be friends it's being in a band is a family you Mm. know you've got to love each other and you've got to tell each other when you you know it's not going well you know you've got to communicate um so yeah, that's the only marriage that ever worked for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring any of that up because um, you yeah. know a lot of that's off topic. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's tough. It is. I'm in my second. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. We all know what it's and, like. Yeah, you know, that's going great. Yeah.
0: Fingers crossed. Great, it. it's a great girl. Yeah. That's good.
1: Um, yeah, it, it it's life has its way of just you know pulling your pants down and giving you a spanking. And, mm. and again, and you you realize, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to do things differently. You know. I'm, yeah or I'm just going to keep repeating the same mistakes. So I've got a broader outlook of life, you know. Um, You know, living in Ballarat basically was a suicide capital. (laughs) Mm. dark now. But I saw a lot of friends go, you know, and it was fucking tragic, you know, because Um, there could have been help for them presented in a proper, you know, like in the health industry instead of it. Doctors just shoving pills at
0: well people. you've had experience in disability services that yeah. sort of mm. work too haven't you so yeah. you're probably mm. aware of mm-hmm. that more than most mm. um and this seems to be a common thread in this podcast that i'm yeah. doing is mental health and the artist yeah. and how it sort of yeah look we've it, yeah. it goes hand in hand
1: it does if you're not a musician and you're not depressed <laughs> there's something wrong you know yeah because it it's like we're the uh, I guess you could say it's
0: the artistic temperament. Exactly,
1: we're all sensitive, creative types. You know, yep. we all have like, oh, you know, oh, no, dare a bit me. of neurosis there. Yeah. yeah, it's just you know one of those things you know, that we all face every now and again. You know, um, and you don't understand it till you've been through it. No, you can't help someone unless you've really been through it and
0: understand, you know,
1: how to approach it and say, oh, just
0: tune yeah. up, mate, get over it. Yeah, hang exactly. tough. You're a bloke. You yeah. Know? Oh well, yeah. I mean. Mm. There's plenty of evidence that male Mm. mental health is undervalued. Yeah. It's, society.
1: it needs to, yeah, it needs to change basically. And it's gotten better, you know, beyond blue and all that sort of stuff, organisations that are there to help. It's real. It's life. And it happens. You know, Mm. you can't be happy all the time. Otherwise you'd probably,
0: somebody, you know, murder you because they're sick of, (laughs) sick of, yeah, looking at you. I don't know. And I think like you'd know yourself when the black dog starts nipping, yeah, mm. you'd step back and take time out. Exactly. From whether that's like your friend circle or yeah. Um totally. maybe you do more music mm. or less music depending on That's right. On on how you're feeling and
1: Yeah, it's about recognizing it. You know, you get older you recognize mm. triggers and stuff more. You you recognize, you know, why I'm feeling a little bit agitated for some reason, you know, it, it it's it's a quick neural yeah. right process. of, Realization, finding what works for you. Yeah. Whether it be therapy, you know, like natural, or you know, some people have chosen psychotropic drugs, which yeah. I don't agree with at all. I think they help in some cases, temporarily. Maybe some
0: evidence that um, mm. Mm. The mushrooms, yes, in PTSD yes. patients uh, is helping. Yes, definitely. Um,
1: yeah, weird and interesting. Microdosing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's great because, um, look, let's face it. You know, we've all done a little bit of drug here and there, being mesos, but finding uh well, let's just say mushrooms, for Mm -hmm. example, is a great way to reset your mindset, I guess, if you've had a hard dose and you think, wow, I went somewhere, but Mm -hmm. I'm back now and I'm glad to be back, you know. So it's kind of like, I don't know, the death of the self, in a way, if you've been through a hard psychotropic, experience or psychedelic experience, should I say. Um, It's it's mind-altering and mind-opening, I guess, mm. you know, third eye, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and, look, I from working in disability support, I, I suffered from PTSD through very volatile situations, being bashed on the second day on the job, you know, and I was like, I don't know who this guy is. Yeah, sit in a room with him, you know, pinch-punch-bang. Oh, okay, that was great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I developed <coughs> – excuse me – yeah, PTSD from that. And I was the one unaware that I was,
0: you know, feeling the effects of it. What sort of help did you get from the workplace?
1: They what? offered counselling and stuff like that, but there was a lot of situations where I had to just extract myself from the situation immediately because it was so volatile
0: uh, through management changes. Um, There's a lot of administration-type bureaucratic yeah. stuff that they yeah. don't see the on-the-ground yeah. on the sort of stuff. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And with all the changes, the NDIS, you know, it's mm. come through and it's
0: taken ages to come
1: through and it's all, it's always changing. Trying to keep consistency together in a workplace where everything's changing and people are casual workers instead of full-time and uh, spec- people with on the spectrum getting routine and, you know, consistency is hard. Yeah. And that's... We're, can create, depending on the management style and setup, volatile environments. Mm. So I've been subjected to a few of those and I over the years got better at recognising when I was burning out, you know. Mm. So I had to step back and, you know, just think about things more, you know, and I've done a lot of jobs that have been around music and there's been menial nine to five stuff where I just think these people I work with are the saddest people I've ever met. (laughs) Because they're in it doing, uh, doing their job like puppets, you know, like
0: great. Working at Australia Post, I can imagine that would be yeah a lot
1: like that. It, it is. And unfortunately they started, you know, cutting back hours and it was permanent part-time. So, yeah, you know, it's kind of like, it's not really a good cushion for people who work it. But, you know, some of the people that worked night shift had been there too long. <laughs> I did a year of night shift. And I guarantee you will will vouch for that. That helped me become depressed <laughs> because I, I wasn't seeing enough sunlight you know? yeah and the studies of you know sunlight and vitamin d mm. and depression you know that seems
0: hand in hand. yeah exactly yeah i couldn't do it but it messed me up no it's i
1: yeah i, go to, I can't believe i did it for about a year I and mean, there's people that have done it for like 10 years and, I, and just look at them and it messes completely like your circadian rhythms are upside down yep and you've just gray you look gray mm. <laughs> one of the night walkers you know um i'm lucky enough to have been back into the industry of something i love and i've done a lot of voice acting and acting and stuff That's another
0: artistic outlet that you yeah, pay for it's brilliant
1: exactly I'm, I'm lucky like that every job that i've applied for I've never basically oh, i think maybe two or three jobs i've applied for and done an interview for have worked yep. yeah but More often than not, I would just get an offer of something and I'd be like, okay, wow, okay, and, you know, it's happening, you know, so I'm lucky, you know. It's just about connecting to what you are passionate about, what gets your energy levels up or, you know, what what helps you mellow out or whatever, you know. So I've been lucky to, you know, and now you're talking to yourself about my career and it's strange, you know, I'm like,
0: me? It's good to read. You're you thinking,
1: why me? <laughs> no, <laughs> not all, no, not at all, Not at all. I just never thought about, it, you know, sitting down and talking to a lot of people who are famous,
0: write books, etc. you know. Yeah.
1: think, yeah, maybe, you know, but, you know, I'm probably the only one who's going to read it for reference reading. Just like, oh, what did I do? What I do? Yeah,
0: when the mind starts to slip, you can just, yeah, yeah. You, you can go back and say. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, like, originally it started as an idea that I wanted to. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Talk, just, it wasn't an interview thing. It was just always going to be conversations with yeah. um, Ballarat people who mm. who are artists, creators, musicians, great et cetera. Idea. Yeah. More to just, like, have a reference. Exactly. You know? yeah. And I couldn't care whether five or 500 people listened to it. Mm. It's not for that reason. It's just to, No, it's right. Yeah.
1: To talk about the history, and there's a yeah. lot of great history in Ballarat,
0: obviously. Yeah. But, I, look, you it know? is going to limit the audience, even though I just said I don't want the 500. It'd <laughs> yeah, be, be nice... Fine. So yeah. yeah, and and then, it, like I said before, it sort of developed into talking with artists about mental health and mm. and how it's intertwined and yeah, um, and that was completely organic. Yeah, that wasn't meant to happen, but it just sort of there's a common thread there with us. It, and, it, there is yeah. definitely
1: we're all in this together. I guess you know mm. as musos, we all look out for each other. You know, mostly mostly we <laughs> do. Some people you know yeah. can go and yeah,
0: whatever. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's, you, you can swear on this fuck can go fuck themselves shit
1: tits um yeah so that's what it's about no i'm proud to be talking to you about it you know it's great it's it's good it's 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 a good mental refresher for
0: me (laughs) yeah good yeah so what's next
1: what's next well uh wilderness definitely will release something um it's just a matter of when. I mean, he's still sorting his life out and he's probably going to move interstate, but that doesn't mean we can't still record. Like, we're talking about that right now. It just depends. Oh, man, on
0: whether... look, it's easier than ever to do that. Exactly.
1: And you can do, yeah, you know, voice audio stuff from interstate and you record drums in another state and send it. And, yep. you know, it's, it's incredible this day and age of music, you know, yep. compared to the old analog stuff, you know, you had to be there to, to do it or you could, cut a bit of tape up and, you know, splice it together or whatever.
0: Fuck that editing. I've done that
1: before. <laughs> yeah. That's no fun. Nightmare. Yeah. But it's a lot easier when you can see it, you know, like when we're looking at now, waves, you know. Yeah. Seeing, you know, what works and what needs compressing, yep. etc. Uh So, yeah, we'll, just, we'll release another. I've always, I'm always doing demos of stuff that just pours out. You know, I'm just like pick up a guitar and a riff will come
0: out. And as you're on Song lot. Trader, yeah? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I've got a few things up there on Song Trader.
0: I, so my first podcast was with... My good friend, probably one of my oldest friends, Paul Wiltshire, who's the owner, CEO oh, wow. of it. Excellent. Yeah.
1: That's, see, it's, it all comes back
0: around, isn't it, really? I saw I, you, I saw you pop up on there the yeah. other day. I'm like, yeah. How's that going?
1: Well, yeah, I think people listen to it. Yeah. But I, I think it's more about just um, cataloguing stuff. You know, I'm putting it somewhere where I won't. You know, well, probably will forget about it <laughs> or the password or whatever, but I can at least ever reset that. But yep. if a
0: hard drive crashes or whatever, you know, it's... it's, out, it's out. up there, it's out. And better yeah. got to be in it to win it. Exactly. And it yeah. only takes one person to go, shit. I could use that for my short film or whatever? Exactly. And, you know, who knows?
1: Yeah. It's a matter of being recognised this, than the other. But I, I really, you know, I don't really do it for that. I guess it's more about just little things. I guess it's more about release and stuff like that, you know. I'll... Subconsciously write something. I could never sit down and go, "Here's a song." A you know, chorus, verse, chorus, blah 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 blah. And that's always worked for me and Richie. Where I'll come up uh, in Wilderness with either a full song, uh, he'll write lyrics, or I'll come up with part of a song, he'll finish it. You know, or you know, he'll come up with a full song, and I'm fucking jealous of that because <laughs> he's a drummer, you know, and yep. I yeah, you know, I'm not a drummer. I can hold a beat, but it's pro tools for me, you know, and it's put it all together and quantize
0: it and yeah. Isn't MIDI a wonderful thing?
1: Yes, exactly. It's a lifesaver because yep. you just need, like for me, if I can't just plug in and play and get it out, I just forget stuff. I mean, yeah. Thank God for voice audio recording. Yeah. You know, otherwise it's gone. In circling sea of maybe a few gigs coming up soon. We're just kind of having a bit of a break um, yep. at the moment. Always you know, things will pop up, you know, and I'll, yep. I'll do them, but
0: I can. Uh, yeah, you're still doing, still doing the old call Not, outs. yeah. On auditions? Not as much,
1: no. Um, I have joined another agency, but then I moved to Ballarat, but they're offering me parts of just like, no, I've done that. It's embarrassing. I'm not doing that again for money. I'm doing a lot of pod, yeah, well, podcast work, voice audio acting and
0: stuff like yeah. that, because no one wants to look at my face for,
1: you know, more than 20 minutes of
0: time. <laughs> well, do you want to plug anything? Do you want to plug any um, uh, short films or besides uh, Wilderness? Or...
1: I mean, well, I guess I'll plug the... A uh, passive-aggressive podcast, uh, which is uh, Matt Jones and Stu Stanton, Christian Hornline, and no, uh, no, sorry, you can't. I yeah, can't do that. Okay, not we'll, another we'll podcast. Edit, edit that out, <laughs> and, and then we'll be a huge gap about what are they talking about.
0: I'll I'll, um, I'll put the link up on the in yeah. the show notes. has it? Yeah,
1: sounds good. Um, you have to do the same. Yeah, I will. Okay, I will. good. M- mentionable. Yeah, oh, mental note. Um, no, there's nothing really. Well, plugging, in, I'll probably walk out and go, Oh, shit, I forgot to plug that. But no, there's not, nothing at the moment. I'm just trying to, I guess it's it's a period for myself about rebuilding. The last couple of years haven't been great, mm-hmm. but that's life. And you don't know yourself until you've been through it. You fall into a heap and you have to rebuild yourself. So I guess that's what kind of, I've got irons in the fire. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm a prolific turnaround of music or whatever you know just things will pop up every now and again that i like to do and and i think it just happens at the right time when it's meant to happen i think that's the way to do it and
0: that's what i'm sort of doing with the podcast just you know i'll think of someone and go yeah i'll get them in exactly yeah um yeah yeah, building up the new business and exactly awesome you're just doing it not feeling like i have to do it immediately yes letting it happen
1: Yeah, more often than not, if you force things to happen, they just don't happen the way that they're supposed to. So it's kind of like nurturing, I guess. You know, Mm. yeah, nurturing, um, whatever, whatever that you're into at the time, you know, and just letting it
0: flow. Yep. So yeah, um, I've got two sort of questions. Yeah, sure. Um, finalising questions, I guess. Sure. Inspirations. I started off doing sort of a a local Ballarat inspiration, Mm -hmm. a national and an international one, but don't feel like you have to do that. Just your main inspiration, whether it's – it doesn't have to be a musician. Yeah. You
1: know, whatever. When I was a kid, when the heavy – you know, when Peanut uh, Damage were a big influence, you know, I always watched those guys and thought, wow, how intense is that? You know, (laughs) I was 16 and going – that drummer sitting on a drum crate? Oh, you know, well, not a drum crate, a, a
0: bass. crate, yeah, or whatever. Oh, yeah, I saw him last no. time I saw them at the Bridge Mall Inn. He was on a on a bar stool. Yeah, wow. And his legs just <laughs> crazy.
1: Yeah, mate. Oh, good old Matty Sanders. Uh, yeah, they they were definitely enigmatic because I didn't really know the guys at the time. They were world class to me at the time, and they they were and still are. Their legacy is captured, you know,
0: intense. Um, I, I, you could argue that they were grinder core yeah
1: exactly they called themselves hate core which was you know pretty much yeah pretty much spot on uh yeah so you know damage were a big um influence you know, you got guys like the salesman you had to happen the other week yep. you know I, I was kind of floating in between that era it wasn't a Oh, I didn't go to all their gigs, but when I yep. saw them, I thought, like, yeah, these guys are magic. But
0: so getting back to the Bridge Mall Inn and the other pubs, that's the thing about that. Yeah. It was the original music scene. Mm. And, you know, we could hang out with the Boxing Tostados and the Mavises mm. and and the Dead Salesmen and then yeah. Damaged and mm. and uh, War, like, yeah. you know, the heavier guys. It doesn't, it, we all got along. Yeah, exactly.
1: And, um, yeah, and years well, have gone past. I understand like, it. Yeah. My, well, this getting back to another quick story, myself and Richie, we did a gig wilderness a daytime gig uh was at the last chance rock and roll bar and hilly from damage yeah, was there
0: yeah
1: and we're like what, what's he doing and he spoke to us afterwards he was like enlightened by the experience it was strange it was like that was sick that's inspired me so it was kind of like you know flipping the whole thing on its head it was like you know you inspired me now i'm, I'm inspiring, inspiring you
0: yeah. what the fuck that's, <laughs> you good, know? that's gonna be a fucking good feeling yeah
1: huh? it felt so good um yeah, um, international. I would say Opeth. Opeth for yep. me probably the greatest band you know, currently. Like as musicians and as their career path has gone. you know, the, I think Mike Mike Akafelt is a brilliant modern day composer. You know, just throwing, you know, just Pink Floyd influences mixed with Morbid Angel, mixed with this and that. And the insane, other thing, isn't
0: it? Yeah, like the jazzy stuff. Yeah. And,
1: the prog and yep. the shredding and the drumming and the bass—it all works so well together. And that's for me, yep. international. That's just amazing. You know. Yep. I think the Garden of Titans is probably the best live album I've ever heard. Their last release. I'm, Obviously,
0: I'm going to admit I haven't heard it, so I'll add that. Give to it a knowledge. crack. Yep.
1: It is amazing. Yeah, the footage of it. Yeah, they're just playing at Red Rocks and they're just lapping it up. You know, a crazy it's, venue too. Yeah. Exactly. Amazing. Yeah. Uh so that's international. What was the other one? No, that was it.
0: That was it. Locally. yeah. National, which yeah. is sort of tied up in one. Yeah.
1: I mean there's plenty of other you could do your list, couldn't you? Locally, yeah, that I've you know, there's a lot of players out there, you know, and a lot of songwriters and stuff yep. that I'm just in or of, you know. Off, you know? Mm. And obviously international. So it's hard to pinpoint it all, you know. So
0: it is a tricky one for you. Ooh. What did you want to be when you grew up? Besides, like, if you couldn't be a musician, you must have had another dream before you even discovered the guitar.
1: <laughs> I had this stupid idea that I wanted to be a postman. <laughs> I turned into one idiot. and went, "This is stupid. What are I even?" <laughs> yeah, because I always saw the guys walking around putting mail and going, "That'd be a cool job." But you know, no, all places go. There's politics and you know, management and all that stuff. When you become an adult, the the shine just fades of life. <laughs>
0: Postal workout. That's great, Damon. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what an ambitious guy. But I guess, yeah, music as well. You know, I always had I had a dream once that I was just shredding in front of, you know, an audience there and that. And I, would, I didn't know what I was doing. And I still fucking don't, you know. And then the dream, of, la, la. and that really stuck with me, you know. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I guess muso, but that's what I am, I guess, in a sense of
0: the say So you're living your dream. Yeah. So, I guess so. in a sense, you were. Uh, Museo by, by night, postal work of my yeah. day. Well, <laughs> exactly. actually, no, the other way around. God, you were. Yeah, no, you no, no, no,
1: I get you. It's it's an upside down world, and that makes sense to me. But yeah, I guess, you know, manifestation of you, you manifest things sometimes. I guess it's happened. But me a lot, you know, over the years, manifesting things. You know, just thinking about things. I want to do this. Though, and then you get up offered an opportunity and you go, shit,
0: no yeah. one's listening. A, well, I'm that's a, creation, isn't it? That's it the is. artist. Like exactly. you're, you're manifesting an idea, a chord, a progression, yeah. whatever, and then you mm. make it happen. Yeah, yeah, we make it real. Yeah. And that's great, you know. On that so. note, that's a nice way to end. Yeah. Thanks for having me, mate. Me for now. it good. Thanks very much, mate. Thanks, Scott. Pleasure.
1: No worries.